Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 <coughs> of season 3 of the Jake and Joe Show. <coughs> oh, and, sorry uh, about that. That's all right. You know, I'm, I'm your host, Jake. I'm Joe. Joe's a little sick today. I'm feeling very well, guys. <coughs> Doesn't know how to stifle his coughs. Oh, well. Here's what we have for you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about us, you know, our favorite topic. That's why we have a podcast. Like, love to. Uh, we get to talk about ourselves, talk and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we're going to have it a off, little. I guess. Yeah, that's true. You could just not listen. Right. Like most would, people do. Who would do that? Oh, that's true. You know, by the way, I noticed um, our subscribers went back up after the first episode, and then they listened to it, and then it plummeted again. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. You didn't need to tell me that. I would have been okay not knowing. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's not all right. <laughs> bad that's bad news i know <laughs> i i don't know anyway so uh so we get that we're gonna do what we usually do in the beginning here um we have a little bit of uh personality stuff to talk about we got joe uh, including myself to take a personality test and we have uh some myers-briggs results for you we have a couple little uh tiny segments uh about things that have happened in the news recently things that talk about the end of 2017 we have the song of the week as usual, and it's back to actual songs that are new uh, to get hyped about. And we're going to close with a oh, writing prompt. Oh, writing prompt, baby. Yeah, man. I've we haven't done it. one of those in a long time. I've missed it. I'm excited. Looking yeah. forward to that for sure. Uh, I'd like to mention this this episode, the way we have the format lined up. Yeah. I, I wrote down there in the news in, in like quotes or whatever. Yeah. I kind of like that as an idea for like an episode occasionally, like have an episode here and there where we don't really have like, I don't know. We have a bunch of little mini segments where we talk about a bunch of stuff in rapid succession. I, li- I kind of like, I kind of like that in the news. Right. As long as there's hit a bunch of stuff things. that we care about that we want to have other people care about, yeah. then I would absolutely be okay. And with there's that. been enough of li- uh, little stuff that's come up in the last week that I think we can. Oh, for sure. I'm chat about it. it. Yeah. So, and maybe you guys have heard about some of this stuff and maybe you guys haven't. So, mm. well, I guess we'll get right into it. How was your week, Joe? What, what have you been up to? Oh, more nothing. It more has been same. one of the coldest weeks ever though. I mean, what was it yesterday? The the high yesterday was zero degrees, and then at night it was like negative 12 with the wind chill making it feel like negative 30 or something mm-hmm. like that. And I think it was early last week that Maine was 18 to 20 below without wind chill. And I think that might have been – it said something about record-breaking temps in New England. I don't know if it was in Maine specifically, but I, it's just crazy how much of like – the Arctic blasts we're getting. I know, it's crazy. It's nuts. We are chilly up here. Yeah. It's getting to the point where, you know, it's like four or five degrees outside. You breathe through your mouth and your lungs don't instantly freeze and you're like, oh, wow, this <laughs> yeah, is so Yeah, this nice. is nice. <laughs> you walk outside and your face doesn't hurt to the point where you're like, why do I live here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, walked out of, I walked out of work on one of the days that it was windy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I walked, like, the way our building is set up is it's like a barrier to the wind for like 15 feet after you walk out the front of the building and then you get past a certain point and the wind is just like funneling past. So I walked past that point and wind hit me and it like threw me off balance because it was so cold. (laughs) Like I stuttered back and then I had to like walk sideways so my face was facing away from the wind because it was just so cold. Oh my word. Some intense stuff. It's uh, it's been pretty, 
it's been pretty rough on a lot of people's uh, heating systems and stuff like that. Uh, we've had issues two or three times now where the oil in our tank is gelled up, even after putting stuff in the tank that's supposed to prevent that. Right. I, I bought stuff at the beginning of the season. I, I spent like 80 bucks on like five bottles of this stuff that's supposed to be preventative. You put it in the tank and it's supposed to stop the oil from gelling up and that didn't even do it. It was that, it's been that cold. Wow. Um, so one day last week I had to run to, uh, I went to Lowe's on my lunch break to get some, emer they have some emergency stuff that if your oil's already gelled, you use it and it degels it. And they were sold out of that, which means other people were having the same issue I was. So I talked to one of the employees at Lowe's to see if he like knew of another trick or something like that. And he told me that I should head over to O'Connor's, the car dealer. Right. They have a diesel division. So he told me to go into the parts and service of uh, O'Connor's and they would have some stuff called Diesel 911, which I'd heard of before and I'd seen Walmart selling, but they were sold out, sold out of that. So I went over there to O'Connor's and they had tons of it because no one's going to think to go to O'Connor's parts right. to get Diesel 911. But I walked in and I got, it was about the same price I would have paid at Walmart and... Uh, it's, for, it's meant for diesel, but it works in heating oil, and you just add it to the tank, and if the oil's gelled, it will degel it. And it worked pretty well. It worked. I, I did that, and I put uh, about 10 gallons of kerosene in our tank, which kerosene has a much lower gelling temperature than uh, heating oil. Yeah. So that kind of like mixed in with the oil, and the diesel 911 kept us from gelling up. So Nice. That was good. <laughs> so you didn't freeze this No, week. no, we didn't. And except uh, when you were outside. Right, <laughs> yeah. And of all weeks for... Uh, windshield wash to stop working Michaela stopped working on her car the other day so oh really she's been without I had issues with that in my car which I fixed and then like two or three days after that hers stopped working so hmm. I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of that I might just wait until it warms up a little bit because it's supposed to soon so we'll see what happens right I think next week isn't isn't this this Thursday um we're supposed to it's supposed to be like 40 something good which is insane you know <laughs> It's like a 60-degree difference. Th that's insane. Yeah. 60 degrees. <laughs> than it was last week. It's... If you go from zero degrees to 60, that's uh, it's like you're bundled you know? up because it's zero degrees outside to right. 60s, I can wear a t-shirt and shorts outside. Yeah. And we are having that, that difference in not going above 40 degrees. <laughs> Maine is crazy. Uh. But, but you know we, we could really it. we could really use some of that global warming. Oh yeah, we really need some of that global. Let's not get political <laughs> because that would not be a good thing. I just I can honestly say I've never had less respect for someone than I have for the president of our country. I'm just glad. <laughs> I know that's horrible to say. I know but that's how I feel. I'm just glad that he did tweet that because that's documented forever. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. And we're gonna always be able to look back at that and be like. People fought this. Right. <laughs> Including the Global president. warming does not cause hot weather everywhere. It causes extreme weather. Yeah. Like if, if you're in a place that's cold, it's going to be colder. Right. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that that's because, you know, the, the temperature of water is changing. So currents travel differently. Air streams are moving differently than they have before. So, you know, we're getting more blasts of cold air than we normally would. Right. It doesn't mean hot weather everywhere. It means extreme weather. And we're seeing that. Mm -hmm. and this is one of the coldest years in recent history. So, oh my word, yeah. To be ignorant enough to say that we need some of that global warming when there's scientific 
proof. It really is denying science at this point, which is scientific proof. Anyway, we're not getting political. We're not getting political. Let's get (laughs) away. Well, actually, I will say something uh, along those lines, but it's a good thing that I saw on Facebook. There's a little like science video I saw. I hope it's credible because I'd like to believe this is true. I guess in the last 25 years, the ozone layer that's above Antarctica has healed 20 percent. Like what does it's, that, it's what actually does that mean? it's healing like like the the circle of ozone that kind of like it kind of breaks up above Antarctica yeah has actually decreased in size by twenty percent which is a good thing huh like that hole has shrunk I don't know how that could happen uh, because it's the pollution has gotten worse uh, hydro hydro chloride or or something like there's there's chlorides of some kind that are released into the atmosphere that. Are interfere with with our natural atmosphere, which causes it to break up. Yeah. But there's less of that since there's a lot less of that going into the air as there was several several decades ago, um, and it's still bad, but it is a little bit better than it was in like the 80s in some ways. Yeah. Um. Then it it is healing itself a little bit, and huh. I hope that's true. It's just kind of, um, not what I've been hearing because I've heard a lot of scientists say. Uh, well, I've seen a lot of articles where scientists have supposedly said that we are um, past the point of no return. Yeah, past the point of no return, pretty much. But right with our current technology, so right. I'd like to think that there's still hope. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> Did anything happen to you? Uh, nothing really this week. Um, I kind of. I've been sitting on a lot of things that I really have had to do, like bills have been coming in that I haven't paid just wow. because of well, well, because of it's do medical need, stuff. Do we need another financial responsibility episode, like from season one, where we like talk like being smart with money again? No, is that, this is, is this time? is all the medical stuff because as <laughs> oh, okay. you guys know, you know, I live in America where you know you, <laughs> you might you, you might as well just die. Yeah, right. Uh, but you know, there's some good news. One of the hospitals I went to, I, I, um, applied for free or reduced care and I qualified for free care, which is the Skowhegan hospital. That's good. And now I'm talking to the Portland hospital, uh, for free or reduced care and I should hear back next week. Yeah. So that should be awesome. Nice. But in the meantime, I'm still getting bills from main general or no, not main general, main health and, um, Third-party places, like pathology places and laboratories that are like, hey, you still haven't paid. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's play some PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ignore my problems. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting on top of that. I'm feeling a little bit better about that. Um, well, if you, never, yeah, it, if you ever need help with anything, find someone with more money because <laughs> I'm broke, too. <laughs> I know, man. So, uh, in the news, what do we got? What do we want to talk about? This is fun. I'm excited for this. Oh, no. Never mind. Backtracking. We wanted to talk oh, about the personality right. stuff. Yeah. Let's so, just... what did we do? Well, so, we were hanging out yesterday. You. Who? Me and Adria and Michaela when she got home from Michaela work. when she got home. Yeah. And I was... She was late to the party, but yeah. that's okay. We forgave her. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you know what would be fun? We should take a Myers-Briggs personality test. What um, made you think for about each that? Others. Because the night before, I had taken the same exact test and got certain results. And I was, as I was reading them, I was like, I'd like to think that I was being objective. Yeah. And, you know, no one knows you better than yourself, but you tend to have... Um, idealistic thoughts of idealistic yourself. Idealistic thoughts or yeah. um, 
what's the opposite of idealistic? Um, less than ideal <laughs> thoughts about yourself. Right, right. So I was like, you know, I hope I was really accurate. So I was like, hey, you know, why not have um, Joe and Adria take it for me? Because they're probably out of everybody I know, they probably are going to know me the most. Like from from modern me, you know, modern, this day modern me. Jake, right? And Jake, two thousand seventeen. And I was like, well, it'd be great, you know. Why don't we just all do it together? Take each other's tests and see what we get. And uh, let's talk about our results. All right. So the results that Andrea and I got for Flake, <laughs> as I wrote down in the document here, Flake's personality type is virtuoso. I do want to interrupt real quick. This interrupt, is uh, 16personalities.com. 16 if you want to take it along with us. Dot com. And I actually think we should go there real quick so we can explain what a virtuoso is oh yeah you might as well keep that too late jake okay well <laughs> it's not hard it's not hard to find them do you want to explain what a virtuoso is because uh um, i suppose that, that's you um i think you should describe me and then okay. i should describe you all right so virtuoso uh I'm just going to kind of read what they've got right here because, I mean, yeah, they have a very like, good description of yeah. what it is. So virtuosos love to explore with their hands and their eyes, touching and examining the world around them with cool rationalism and spirited curiosity. People with this personality type are natural makers, which I don't necessarily agree with. Moving from... Oh, actually, I might. Moving from project to project, building the useful and the superfluous for the fun of it, and learning from their environment as they go. Often mechanics and engineers, virtuosos find no greater joy than in getting their hands dirty, pulling things apart, and putting them back together just a little bit better than they were before. All right, so let's dissect this real quick. Yeah. First of all, when I initially meant maker, my mind jumps to DIY. Yeah, instantly physical stuff. Which, right, which I, from past experiences knowing you, you're not very good with DIY. No. And you'll admit that. You'll yes. openly admit that. But once you look deeper into the meaning of maker, it's like anything. It's like this type of thing, what we're doing right now, podcasts, the website that we mm -hmm. did, the previous podcast you blogs. did, the stories that you've started <laughs> writing, the blogs you've done. Yeah. Like you just constantly have a need to be creating. I and don't doing feel fulfilled creative. unless I have something like so that. So seeing that Adrian and I answering for you, we got this result mm -hmm. means that I I think it's accurate. I mean, you know, this is you. I, I I can see all these all these traits in you. And I mean, you're going to school to become an engineer. So, right? I right, mean, that's yeah. that's technically what your track yes, is. Yes, it is. So that's cool. I mean, you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to get a little bit better with hands-on DIY because when you're pulling things apart and putting them back together, you got to have an eye for that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, and I think you know a lot of it is just simply inexperience right. and. Not that I'm unwilling to learn, but I just haven't really had a need or felt motivated to learn yeah. a lot of the physical DIY kind of stuff. Yeah, and I love that type of thing. So yeah. I my personality result is similar to this, and we can get into that now? Yeah, sure. We can move on. What did I get? What am I? And read this and then tell me how accurate you think it is. Okay. Adria and Jake, who is me. Who's Jake? <laughs> uh, Adria and I, we both took the quiz for Joe. He wasn't even in the room, so there was no bias. I feel like there was no bias anyway, but with any of us, but particularly like you weren't even in the room at all. We were talking about it and everything. Um, Making fun of me behind my back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's about right. So what we got for Joe is the entertainer personality. Sixteen personalities describes the entertainer as follows: 
If anyone is to be found spontaneously breaking into song and dance, it is the entertainer personality type. Entertainers get caught up in the excitement of the moment and want everyone else to feel that way too. No other personality type is as generous with their time and energy as entertainers when it comes to encouraging others, and no other personality type does it with such irresistible style. Yeah, and, baby. And I thought that was pretty cool. Feeling feeling good about my results. I like those. Yeah, I thought it was pretty accurate, especially like I really agreed with the no other personality type is as generous with their time and energy as entertainers because you uh, offer to help. Just Actually, just the other day, you, you said that you were going to offer to go to this, like, state sale of, like, computer goods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get, like, a $50 computer for my grandmother, and it would involve, like, being there early right before work. Yeah. And pick up. Like, I wouldn't offer that to you, but not because Why? I don't like you but because that's just that would be a pain man like yeah, right before it wouldn't have been that bad. i hate doing things right before work <laughs> and i would have been like you know i'm gonna be late you know like so i was like wow that's that was very generous of you to offer that it wouldn't have bothered me at all is the thing like right. if you had said sure i wouldn't have been like wow he actually took it up on me i wasn't oh, being i know serious. i know like, you're i was being 100 percent yeah, genuine right and that's why when i read that that was the first thing i thought of i was like oh yeah and then there's just plenty of other times when you've proven that as well um, and I do like the entertainers get caught up in the excitement of the moment and want everyone else to feel that way too, just cause you're, you tend to be expressive. So, and, uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of your results, it shows you other people that have the same personality type that you do. So yes. celebrities who have the same personality type as me, uh, we got Adele, Marilyn Monroe, mm. Jamie Foxx, Adam Levine, lead singer of Maroon 5. Only naked Adam Levine, apparently. <laughs> Miley Cyrus, Serena Williams, Steve Irwin. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Dandelion from The Witcher. Not a lot of you are going to understand that one. Penny from The Big Bang Theory. And Jack Dawson from The Titanic. Never let go. Paint me, Jack. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Jack. So uh, that that's who I'm like. Uh, if we go back to Virtuoso for old Jakey over here, yeah, who's who he like? Clint Eastwood. Oh, That's pretty cool. I mean, he's kind of a badass. <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Okay. Bear Grylls. Ew. He drinks his own pee. Wow. Would man. you drink your own pee? I, you know what? I guess I have to now. <laughs> I, I have try to. It. It's yeah. my personality type. Tom, Tom Cruise. Oh, man. My people would suck. Michael Jordan. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Actually, this is a topic for another time, but I've actually heard Michael Jordan's uh, not that nice a guy. Great. What do you know? <laughs> oh, Daniel Craig. That's uh, current Craig. 007. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't recognize the name at first. Yeah, that's cool. Indiana Jones. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I uh, guess. Which is played by... Uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, so we'll count that as the same thing. Oh, uh, John McClane. John McClane from, from Die Hard. From Die Hard. All right, all right. Angus MacGyver from MacGyver. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. Wow, I need to raise my DIY skills. Lisbeth Salander from The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> James Bond. Oh, wow. Okay. So you don't have a bad list going on here. It's just, you know, the best ones were fictional characters. Right. <laughs> Jake, your personality is fictitious. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was fun. I enjoyed doing that a lot. I would, uh, we toyed with the idea of doing like a break off podcast called like, I don't know, 
no idea what it'd be called, but like a personality where we have a personality show where we have different guests on, have them take the test and then talk about their results. Yeah, and maybe that like could be a, cool. over time compile data and information yeah. about how personalities can react. Right. Um, you know, like if, if we had someone on and that said, Hey, like I'm an ENFJ and this person I don't really like. You know, next episode we have that person on <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like, see what they think. Hey, what's your uh, personality type? <laughs> and it's like the complete opposite, you know? Right, right. One thing I wanted to add, too, is that per- supposedly personalities do not change. But they can change <clears throat> a little bit called with what is called like neural plasticity. Yep. Uh, but not significantly. When I took the Myers-Briggs test for the first time when I was, I want to say, 22... I got ENFJ. When you guys took it from me, I got the exact opposite, ISTP. Huh. Um, so you when think you I changed it, that much? I think the my view of myself, when I took it when I was young, I wanted to be someone who I naturally wasn't. I was trying very hard to be someone who was significantly more outgoing. Yeah. And I've kind of like reverted back to like my natural ways. <laughs> Uh, your reclusive state yeah. and, and when i took it and when you guys took that test my uh like introverted to extroverted was way it was like 92 to 8 or something right. like that which right. made me a strong i and when i took it uh the night before we did this so two nights ago i didn't get virtuoso but i got something extremely close yeah i got adventurer ah okay which is still part of the explorers yeah um which is something we wanted to mention that we both got explored. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're both under the explorer category, which is neat because I guess those are the type of people who would be like doing this type do, of thing, doing a podcast, yeah. and things. That's but cool. It, I like the fact that we're it's not. Validity. I like the fact that we're not um, as similar as we might think we are. Yeah. Because I'm one and and you're another personality, but that means we we're similar enough to be able to work together, but different enough to be able to bring different things to the table i thought that was interesting so now that you know what we are go ahead to 16personalities.com and see what you are let us know what you got it's free no account needed or anything oh, you just yeah. take the test it's it's really fun you just got to be genuine you got to be honest about yourself uh and let us know what you get um so we we are going to go right into our kind of mini news segment uh, in the news, Joe, what was the biggest thing that you know of that happened? Logan Paul oh, man. hit us with some more spicy memes Those this week. Paul boys. So we've talked about, I think we've talked about Jake before, Jake Paul on the show before, but he has an older brother, Logan Paul, yep. who is very popular on the service that is no longer available, Vine. Uh, he made short comedy videos or whatever that were never really that funny, but people liked for some reason. And now he's popular for who knows The only why. one I can think of with him is, wasn't it like he poured cereal and then he found out there was no milk and then he would just made it all slow-mo and just <laughs> drop. He had a hole. few, he had a few <laughs> that were, that were, uh, that were relatable. funny, not like, <laughs> right. And that was the thing with Vine is that you made things that were relatable. So people would think it was funny and watch it over and over again. But anyway, right. He now vlogs on YouTube, which are video blog. It's a video blog for those who don't know. And uh, he recently took a little trip to Japan. And there's a forest in Japan. I don't know exactly what it's called in 
their language, but I know that it's been known as the suicide forest because it's a place where a lot of people will go and they'll hang themselves. They'll kill Mm -hmm. themselves there. So for whatever reason, don't know what possessed his mind. He thought it would be a good idea to go there to that forest and spend the night and vlog about it, thinking that it would be like creepy. And they go into the forest and not even like a hundred feet in, they find a hanging body someone who had killed themselves Mm -hmm. that hadn't been found yet so if that wasn't bad enough that they had already like videoed this or whatever then they started making like jokes about it and laughing about it and then decided it was a good idea to edit that together and upload that to youtube and it just got crapped all over immediately by everyone because like he's like making jokes about this like this dude had a bad enough life that he hung himself in the woods alone right and then this rich american white boy comes in and starts like videoing him and making fun of him for views for views and like he was talking about how he wasn't doing it for the views and he wasn't monetizing the video but like that should never have been put on youtube right in youtube's terms of service it says do not upload disturbing content Uh, including like dead bodies and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which he did. And then YouTube put it on their trending page. Yeah. So now when, when you say YouTube put it on the trending page, isn't it just an algorithm that determines what goes there? No, they say that it's an algorithm, but they play favorites. They pick videos to put there. There's advertisements on it all the time. If you scroll through the trending page, there's trailers and previews and commercials on the trending page. It's not an algorithm. Mm -hmm. That's what they'd like you to think, but it's not. Yeah, trending is never really true. Right. Like when I hear on the radio, trending now. No, you just put it there. If you want to see (laughs) trending videos, go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash videos. That is the true meaning of trending. Right. Those are like videos that people have found, think are great, and post, and people watch, and those skyrocket in views. That's trending. But you never see those on YouTube's trending page because it's all paid. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he got a lot of crap for it. He immediately took the video down, and a day later posted like a minute and a half video uh, apologizing for what he'd done and that he's never going to make that mistake again. And there are a lot of people who are saying his apology wasn't genuine. Uh, he left monetization on for that video for as, as far as I know. Uh, and he didn't really even sound sincere. He wasn't sorry he did it. He was sorry that it brought it. He was sorry it brought bad attention to him. Right. Which just, I don't know, rubs me the wrong and, way. And I don't like them at all. Because with Logan and Jake, since they're vloggers, you really see how they truly are. Right. And you can tell they're not the type of people, and I I think this might be typically a bold thing to say, but I feel like it's true enough where I can say it, is that they're just, they're not the type of people to sincerely apologize. Right. So it it doesn't matter what they do. They don't think about them. They don't think about it like that. They're like only ever worried about their status in the social eye, in in the public eye. They don't really like care about being sincere they just want to be liked right which is why you know i've seen a lot of people say they need to stop surrounding themselves with yes men right because you know these are the people who are trying to give him good ideas trying to steer him away from bad ideas but he's they're just bringing on people who are just going to go with whatever he wants right which is which goes against the whole purpose of that yeah anyway i hope he loses popularity I don't think it will happen, but I hope no, that's what happens. No, because his demographic, <laughs> the worst part, and then we didn't even say this, is that his demographic are very young kids. Right. And so that's the type of thing that you think you should show? <laughs> you know, his demographic uh, is... Teenage girls, several mostly. years younger than him. I'd right. say even preteen. Right. 
Um, and, and what that's doing is this is someone they look up to and they're seeing that and they don't want him to be a bad guy. So they're going to say, this is okay. They're going to justify his, his actions. And then they're going to think at least until they're grown or whatever, that something like this is okay. They're going to expect to see more of this kind of thing. And it's just, it's very unhealthy. So the fact that his audience is generally young, young kids really made this even more twisted. I agree. Yeah. Pretty cool tidbit. Uh, after the holiday seasons, the numbers were in, and we have a record amount of online orders that were placed this holiday season, and I feel like that number is just going to get higher and higher. That also means that we're going to have a record number of returns and things like that, and that might bring up the question, can UPS and FedEx and USPS, of course, keep up with that. Um, and I personally think that they either have to hire a lot more drivers or there's going to be room for other competitors, which is just going to be good for consumers. So maybe that'll happen. Right. You don't have anything to say? <laughs> no. I know personally that, that I, I did most of my shopping, more shopping than I've ever done online this year. Like normally it's like, uh, probably 60-40 split, but this mm. year it was like 90-10 split. I did. I only went into a store once, I think. I was just going to say mine's about a 90-10 as well. Yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, I, th- I think it's a valid question. Can UPS and FedEx keep up? Um, they, they're probably just going to continue to expand. I don't know if I see another company coming in and being like, we're a new delivery service because there are other delivery services out there. There just isn't even room for them to expand to the U.S. I mean, DHL, yeah. they're, they're a real popular one overseas, but mm-hmm. they, they haven't expanded here into the United States that I know of because UPS and FedEx still have it so on lock, like it's on lockdown by those two companies. Uh, UPS and FedEx drivers make so much money. Oh, yeah, during the holidays. Yeah, because... I mean, they're out working way before we wake up, and they probably don't even get home until after we're right. in bed. Yeah. I mean, during the holidays, even USPS will make deliveries in the morning. Yeah. And I found that very surprising. I would get Christmas gifts before I got home from work. I'd hear a knock on my door, and it was uh, the postal service dropping off a package at my door. And usually they don't even they come around for regular mail until 11 or 12. So yeah. even I feel like it goes to show that if USPS is going crazy like that, it's just showing how insane the volume of packages were this right. year. Which is why I think Amazon is pushing to do like drone delivery and stuff like that right. because that would alleviate some of the pressure on you know the delivery services, the delivery companies that carry things around. If, if the close-to-home deliveries can be eliminated, then... Uh, you know, that just frees them up for the longer deliveries and stuff like that. Right. So what about uh, New York City? What do you got for us on that front? Wow, that is a very specific question that I, I tend to actually do have something for. So I was job. just, you know, I was just curious about New York City. It just popped into my head. So I figured, you know, why not ask? <laughs> yeah. Jake, do you know anything about New York City yes, that you can I, I tell do us? Know that a relevant fact? I, very relevant, actually. They closed out 2017 with the lowest murder rate since the 1950s. Do you know why? Like, is there any, like, I reasoning why? I did not why? see any follow-up information. I just saw that tidbit pop up on the news. Huh. And I found that incredible, considering. 
Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Think of the weaponry in 1950s and the weaponry now. Everyone had little Tommy guns in the 50s. And as you know from playing PUBG, Tommy guns can't kill anything. No, they can't. That, and, that's cool, though. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's, it's surprising. Cool. I wouldn't have imagined that, but right. I mean, it's it's showing that we're doing something right, um, even though if it's not ideal, you know. <laughs> um, in in tying into that, there were also no airline deaths this year. So th- those were two very good things about two thousand zero airline deaths zero that airline we know deaths. of. That we know. There of. could have been some small dinky plane that crashed into the ocean, and they had no family or loved ones. Well, and I think I think it was remembered. no commercial airline deaths. Going to be forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. That's impressive, though. No commercial deaths. I mean, no commercial deaths. No comp. No commercial no, airline deaths. No compression. No compression deaths. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that continues. What else can you say there? <laughs> right. Hopefully, no one dies in an airplane accident. <laughs> right. That would be swell. Let's move on to Song of the Week. What was the season one little jingle? Was that it? I think so. That was it. Wait, yep. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me let me find out, man. We got technology here. I've got those sound effects, Dave. Song of the Week. Here it is. Bringing it back. Season one, man. Well, we don't know if we were right or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. We can't. For some reason, right now, we can't hear the uh, the audio there, but it's picking it up. So I mean, we're just going to assume it, we, we yeah, were correct. So. <laughs> so what did you uh, bring this week? The first legit song of the week. First legit song of the week of 2018. My song of the week is actually one that I have been sitting on for a while. I've actually known about this song. Um, and I've toyed with the idea of using it as my song of the week in the past, but then I always end up thinking of another song that I want to do more, so I put this one in the back burner. Uh, so I'm excited to bring this one to you guys this week. Uh, this is called Good Nights by Weathen. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Don't you ever go, don't you ever go, darling, cause you're all that I know, you're all that I know. Why did you change your mind and end up now I'm on my own, now I'm on my own, maybe I'll call you on the phone, call you on the phone, maybe I just call, cause I'm alright, yeah, yeah, babe. So what about that uh, in particular did you like that made you want to bring it? I just, I like how chill it is, I it's, it's easy to listen to very easy listening he has a very relaxed voice yeah and it does sound really cool I, and I like if you it. just listen to the build-up through the whole song it progresses very nicely it starts more mellow and laid back and it, there's just like a constant build through the whole song till the very end where it's like i don't know the song is called good night so i like to imagine it's like the beginning of the song is the night time and then as the end of the song progresses it's becoming the morning i don't know Oh, that's okay so okay. i I like it. I don't know. I, I don't really know much about the artist, Weathen. I've never listened to anything else by them or him. Uh, I just know I really like that song, and I've been sitting on it. So Yeah, I enjoyed it. What do you got for us? What did you bring? All right. So this song is kind of inspired by the fact that it is a brand new year. Um, we haven't oh, had... A new year. Yes. You know, and with a new year comes, um, you know, a new mindset, a, a, a willingness to change your perception about the world because 2016 was bad 2017 really wasn't much better and 
it might not be good for a while. You know? <laughs> and sometimes I like your positivity. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches. And roll this song them. is all about that. It is called "Pretend You're Happy" by Jay Foreman. So here's a little bit of that. Well, what do you do when the world around you makes you so depressed? What do you do when you've lost the motivation to get dressed? Pretend that you are happy and smile when you're feeling blue. If you pretend you're happy, you'll start to believe it's true. It's better to fake a smile than fill the world with woe. So just pretend you're happy and nobody will know. I really enjoyed that song just because it was just kind of like my style. I really like dark comedy, and that's <laughs> right. exactly what that was, dark yeah, comedy. Yeah, 100%. And I listened to it so many times. It's In the music video, he's got like a smile on his face the whole time he's singing that, which just really adds to the whole But like his, his face is not um, really displaying ha- real happiness. Right, you know? right. Um, speaking of his face... Punchable. You you think he has a punchable face? Yeah, man. just just, and, and just from sad. watching him and like I've 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 seen other content of his before. Like I knew I'd heard of this yep. guy when I first saw that you posted the song. Yeah, and I just I don't know, man. I think he's got a punchable face. I like him, but I'd punch him right <laughs> in his face. <laughs> I don't Dude, really I like why. you. I respect you. I like your music. But I just really need to Pow. punch you right in the face real quick. Like, wow. I have nothing against him at all. I'm sure he's a swell guy. Real nice. I just want to punch him in his face. Maybe we got to talk about this at some point. Just like what makes a face punchable to you? It's punchability. Because I just... The punchability... Right. The punchability right. factor. You, you have to look you at know. the... You know, where their face lies on the punchability scale. Right. One is not punchable. Ten is very punchable. Right. I'd say he's, you know, he's... Got to see he's going. He's six ish or so. Like he's got six a, on the punchability yeah, scale. On the punchability, right. I'd, I'd punch him. You know, sixty percent of the time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. We really like your stuff, though. Keep yeah. Did you say who that that song's? Yeah, by? Jay Foreman. You did say that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but in all seriousness, guys, you know, this is just for fun. I'm not saying if you're actually troubled, just pretend that you're not. I am. But I think you uh, should just <laughs> bottle it all up and push it down deep inside yourself, and then. At a very inappropriate time, take yeah. the cap off just the bottle bring it up and, and just let everything burn. Let your life spiral. Oh, out. I hate yeah. everything. <laughs> that sounds an awful lot like you at the end of PUBG. <laughs> it does. You brought up PUBG three times this episode <laughs> because I love it so much. <laughs> no uh, one's going to know what it is, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. If that's it, if that's all we got, yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. writing prompt. We haven't done one of these in months. I know. And we have not picked the writing prompt, which is what we're supposed to do. Let's go find one. <laughs> All right. We found something here for speed writing. Joe found it. and It's because I'm the best. We have got to do it. Uh, Real quick, guys. Uh, right, show of hands. Who's the better podcast host? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Continue, well, you Jake. You didn't even give them options. I gave them as, many, to... <laughs> gave them as many options. <laughs> yep. as they... That guy raised his hand. <laughs> That's me. That, that means me. That means me. <laughs> <laughs> so the writing Don't prompt question it. Don't question it, just let it happen <laughs> Is as follows You're a dad who went to the store for cigarettes and some milk When you arrive back home Your kids are older and asking Where have you been for 15 years? Whoa So, you know, that could be cool I think that could go with our whole dark comedy I feel like the Illuminati music needs to play right now <laughs> 
<laughs> when you go to the store for cigarettes and come back and your kids ask where you've been for 15 years. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you guys in 15 minutes. And we're back. How did that how did that go for you, Jake? Well, um, I think we both realized that after we had really thought about it for one or two minutes that this was going to be a little bit more difficult than we anticipated. <laughs> yeah, um, this um this wasn't a very smart prompt to come out of the gate with. I mean, it's been a while since we've done a writing prompt and we chose a pretty hard one. We're a little rusty. <laughs> but I'm feeling overall okay with mine. I just I'm not. We'll I'm not feeling good at all. I want to go first to get mine out of the way. All right. Because I think yours might redeem it a little bit. We'll see. So here I go to, right. for this monstrosity of a thing. Bear with me, guys. The door broke off its hinges as Daniel pushed it open with his cracked, dried, and barely usable hand. He stumbled inside and looked around, scared at what he might find. Fifteen years had passed since he'd last been in this place, and with the way things turned out after he left, he knew things could never be the same again. The house stood in ruins. Sheetrock that had once been home to hanging pictures of better days lied on the floor, making the walls see-through. Daniel could have never imagined things would be this way. The couch, in what was once the family room, had had all its fabric eaten away by time and rats. Daniel moved slowly into the kitchen, looking for anything he could keep with him to remind him of what he'd lost. Papa? All the color drained from Daniel's face when he heard the voice over his left shoulder. He turned around to see a young man, no more than 18, standing in the room where he had once been. "'Who are you, and what are you doing in my family's home?' Daniel said with a shake in his voice. The young man, dressed in what could barely be classified as clothes, smiled slightly and began to make his way towards Daniel. "'Get away from me,' Daniel hollered as he tried to back away. He tripped over what appeared to be the old leg of a kitchen chair that had once sat by the table nearby. The young man reached his hand out to help Daniel back to his feet. Slowly, Daniel reached his hand out and allowed himself to be helped up. Before he could back away, the young man wrapped his arms around Daniel and began to sob. Confused, Daniel asked, Who are you, and why do you think you know me? You don't recognize me, Papa? Stop calling me Papa, Daniel said in frustration. My family died years ago in the explosions. Stop pretending to be my son. I am your son, the young man said. Look, here's proof. And with that, the man lifted his shirt to reveal a birthmark that Daniel immediately recognized. Tears welled in his eyes as he realized the man was his son. Mark, I've missed you so much, but if you're here, does that mean your sister and mother made it as well? As Daniel finished speaking, the young man, now Mark, shook his head slowly from side to side. No, Papa, they didn't make it. The rash hit him hard. Daniel lowered his head and formed his cracked hands into fists. If only I had been here, I could have saved them. I could have stopped them from dying. That makes me wonder, Papa, where were you all these years? Mark asked cautiously as if he was scared to know. The blasts, the explosions, the rash, they were all my fault, Daniel said. No way, Mark rebuttaled. There's no way this is all your fault. Just because you were gone for 15 years doesn't mean anything. No, son, you don't understand. I caused this. I lit the fuse. Oh, man, that's really cool. I like that it ends in like I a metaphorical I don't like it at thing. all, so don't try to make no, me feel good about well, it. It was you, bad. You went for a totally different thing than what I was expecting. Uh, you didn't go for like a supernatural tone. You went for like real time like he legitimately was gone for 15 yeah years. he was gone for 15 all right so you have you basically have a premise for an interesting story yeah and i i realized as i i was about halfway through that and i was getting to where they were having the bulk of their dialogue yeah. i was like i bit off way too much for 15 yeah. minutes here like i'm not going to get anywhere close to what i what i'm thinking what i have in mind here so i added in the rash 
like some type of explosion went off and it caused everyone to get this rash and it would like overwhelm their body and you'd like scratch yourself to death and, oh, like that that's word. what i had in mind and um the dad was the reason that all of it happened and that would be explored more if i had had more time but like right. he left and he was in a situation where he was the one who lit the fuse that started the explosions and caused the rash and blah blah blah. I blah, like that so. ending though. I like the ending. Like I lit the fuse. Well, I'm glad you like it because yeah, I cool. didn't care for it. <laughs> All right, Jake, give us what you got. It's better than mine. I know it, based on how much I hate mine. Well, yeah, based on that, I suppose. <laughs> I'm back! I exclaimed as I turned the doorknob into my house. It had seemed different somehow than what I remembered, but that was too small a detail to work out right now. It was late, and I really wanted to set down my grocery bag. The instant I set foot inside my home, I felt like I was on an episode of The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror or something. Everything, and I mean everything, was reorganized. Not only that, entire furnishings were different. Our television, which used to be kitty-cornered on the far end of our living room, was replaced by a massive and impossibly flat screen that had been mounted in the center of the wall. Our computer was newer and had a similar-looking monitor. Couches, chairs, all different. As I stood there, taking the whole place in, I was struck in the head with a baking sheet. Pow! I dropped to the ground with an immense amount of pain. Thank God it wasn't a cast-iron pen- Thunk! I awoke, tied up to the kitchen chair, dazed and incredibly confused. As my eyesight cleared up, I looked at my assailants, each held something in their hands to defend themselves with. A baking sheet and a cast iron pan. Michael? I asked when I finally could see. Is that you? He was remarkably older, but undeniably my son, except Mike was supposed to be seven, not this twenty-something standing before me, looking possibly more confused than I. It was just then that it was just then that I noticed the person beside him wielding the cast iron pan was my daughter Lissa, who last time I knew was five years old. She was a young woman now. What the f, Paul? Michael exclaimed, still confused as all hell. Where have you been, Mike? I'm your father. Why are you calling me by my first name? And why the hell aren't you seven years old? And Lissa. I turned to my daughter, who now looked pale as a ghost, dropping her remarkably effective weapon on the floor tiles with a thud. How are you not a toddler? How old are you guys? Where is my house? What is happening? Michael explained that it had been 15 years since I last told them that I was leaving the house late one evening to pick up a pack of cigarettes and some milk for their cereal the next morning, and that I had never returned. You could have at least picked a less cliché exit, Paul, Lissa snapped. I had no idea what happened. I tried explaining to them that, to me, it had felt like a simple trip to the corner store. No time seemed to pass at all. Realistically, something like 15 minutes, not 15 years. The kids explained that it was assumed that I skipped town on them or died, so it wasn't long before my wife remarried and moved on. Why did this happen? Will my family accept me ever again? Tune in next week for the next episode of X-Files. <laughs> Because <laughs> you were running out of time. That was there when you said end. I had thirty seconds left. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it though. Yeah, so I went with the more like supernatural. Like he didn't know what was going on. Right, right. I I knew that when we first read the prompt, that was the direction that it was like intended for you to go. Like yeah. take it supernaturally. So I knew I couldn't do that. I knew I had to not do what was expected, right. which is why I did physical fifteen years. So. Right. 
but I like the cast iron pan. It's yeah. 15 years from now, we have insane technology, but cast iron's still around. That's that's still that's still the best blunt object to uh, <laughs> strike someone in the head with. And protect your butt. Yes. If you equipped it there. Right. I like that. Good story. Thank you. I can see that uh, having a better ending had you more time. <laughs> yes. That's how it, it always works yep. for these 15 minutes. I know. Minutes. I, we, we're too ambitious for 15 minutes. All right. Well, that about wraps up episode 42, 42 of our show. That's the answer to the universe. Meaning of life, the universe, and everything. 42. 42. That's it, guys. We'll catch you here next week. Hope you join us. We'll be expecting you. Just take your shoes off at the door. Uh, no need to knock. Just come on in. Make yourself a home. We'll be here. Sounds like me walking into your house. <laughs> All right. See, See you later. later. Guys. Stop it, please.